Welcome everyone to the very first episode of Perspective with Simi and Nazarene. We are so excited for this project and we want to thank everyone for all the support we've been getting, all the words of encouragement that we've kind of received since we kind of started the project. It's been kind of overwhelming. Yeah, it definitely has been. We have dabbled in and out with it. I think we both are coming to terms with that we're extremely uncomfortable in putting ourselves in this yeah. kind of platform. And so it's kind of going to be a really challenging journey for us. And you guys get to kind of see us grow through it. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be kind of cool. I'm excited, though. I'm excited for this challenge and I'm excited to grow from it. Totally. Um, Like we were just kind of saying, like perspective is about getting insight to ourselves and insight about the world and other people. And so this podcast is not only going to allow us to get insight about, you know, ourselves and different kind of perspectives that we view important information whether it's psychoeducation or compassion Mm -hmm. because ultimately what we want to do with this podcast is to catalyze curiosity and lead our listeners as well as ourselves constantly towards compassion you know with covid we've had to learn how to adapt to different environments you know all our experiences and just kind of normalizing change and how we can adapt to change and Sort of like an adapt to change in like a good way. Yeah. In an no, adaptive totally. way. In a healthy totally. way. Like I guess like being comfortable with change. Like yeah. change is totally a part of life. Yeah. It's a part of growth. And I feel like if we're not growing, we're staying stagnant or we're regressing. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like not to put like my projection onto other people, but I just feel like that's just not a way to live. Mm-hmm. Like when you're regressing or you're staying stagnant, it's just like uh, there's like this one TikTok that goes around and is like, um, you know, if you were l- looking at your life like five years from now and you were doing the same thing you did today, would you be like content with yourself? Would you be happy? And then it alludes to the fact that, you know, like growth is imperative. Mm-hmm. Like it's really important to get where we want to go. Yeah. That kind of thing. I think that's also key. That's super important. It's also a good way to look at it to see yourself in five years and look back and reflect and see like am I happy right now is my life going in the direction that it should be going the way I want it to be going totally but again everybody's on their own journey so you know so true and I think that also opens the conversation of like when people overthink and that kind of thing and overanalyze and that's another thing that we kind of I don't want to say diffuse but also to help like cope with yeah to kind of again it's like breaking the silence around these difficult situations Mm -hmm. or these negative emotions because the truth is negative emotions and difficult situations happen all the time yeah and you know we have to learn how to navigate through that we have to learn how to get to the other side Mm -hmm. and it's not saying that these things don't exist because they do exist and it's sometimes it's really 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 hard and it's painful yeah but to know that you can get yourself through it is the most empowering thing that you can ever experience. Yeah. We have to learn how to exist with these like negative emotions, these negative experiences, these challenges. We're basically coexisting with them, but you know, just figuring out like how to overcome them. It's obviously like always easier to avoid. And we all have been there. We all do that. Even for certain things still, I'm very like avoidant, but if you don't face it and you just continue avoiding it, it's honestly going to bite you in the ass later. So totally. But I think step number one is being self-aware. Yeah. And the fact that you can realize that and then, you know, kind of catch yourself and be like, Hey, 
maybe I am being kind of avoidant mm-hmm. and what are some things that I can kind of help to navigate me towards a uh, baseline. Yeah. That kind of thing. And that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and also, t- you know, while negative emotions and difficult situations exist, it's also taking in the time to, you know, enjoy the fruits of our tree to really sit there and be like, yeah, I made it this far mm-hmm. and to really enjoy that because we get so, so stuck in whatever's coming next. Yeah. We forget to appreciate what's happening right mm-hmm. now. It's like, I find myself doing this too. Like I'm always just romanticizing like what I don't have and what I want mm-hmm. or like what I can get in the future. And then I have to take a moment and bring myself back to the present. And I have to be like, wait, like what I wanted five years ago, I have right now mm-hmm. and I'm not appreciating it. And I'm not even looking at that. And I'm not proud of myself for that. I keep looking at the next five years and then totally. it's just like an ongoing cycle that never ends. Yeah, I hear that. And I think that one thing that really grounds me sometimes I, and bringing myself back to the present mm-hmm. is my journaling mm-hmm. is like being able to kind of see. And it's so fucking funny <laughs> to read like my journal from when I'm like 12 and 13, yeah. 15, what have you. It's yeah. It's like adolescent, but then you kind of see like, okay, when I was in my twenties, what was my journaling? Like my journaling from when I was in my twenties and where I am now is like, wow. It's like polar. I wouldn't say polar opposites. Cause I just feel like my whole life I've talked to myself yeah (laughs) but like in the sense of how I navigate through things I can see myself instead of saying like oh this negative situation happened to me and I'm just like kind of venting about it which is totally okay right you have to give space to those feelings and hold space for yourself yeah but also seeing myself go from that but also just grounding my life in gratitude like seeing that while these things happen okay what am I grateful for that happened today or what am I grateful for in that situation? Yeah. And, you know, when you're in the thick of things, it's so hard to gravitate towards that. But kind of in hindsight, right? Hindsight is twenty twenty. But it's just giving yourself that time to reflect, I feel, is also important. Yeah. yeah. I think we both reflect. I reflect a, a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. I reflect on almost everything. It's helped me so much just in the past year alone. Totally. Yeah. It just, it creates so much awareness. And it just it helps me sort of look from like the outside in sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just, I've been able to figure out like what works for me, what doesn't work for me, like what I want to change, how to improve. And it like, it honestly seriously helps so much. It just creates that awareness that I would otherwise not have. Yeah, totally. What are our intentions with this podcast? So um, our intentions with this podcast is basically what Azarine just said. Um, But to get more into it, it's to create a safe space that opens authentic dialogue towards vulnerability, compassion, and gratitude. Um, I think you guys are going to hear a lot about vulnerability and compassion in um, our episodes and gratitude. Those are the three main themes of our podcast um you know it's super important to be compassionate towards other people uh that's how you that's how you really understand the world and you understand other people and also with self-compassion we really want to emphasize that um i know azreen and i both have started practicing self-compassion and incorporating it into our daily lives and trust me like that shit shit (laughs) works yeah Um, We also want to use a space to discuss our experiences and share our knowledge that we have learned over the years. Uh, We aren't experts, of course, but, you know, getting our perspective and just getting anybody's perspective on anything is always helpful. 
I think that's a really important note, Simi, because we also, I think, have to understand that one size does not fit all. Yeah. Right? Understand that variability is important. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what got me to getting this, like, the title perspective. Because for me, like, why I listen to so many podcasts is because I kind of want my thoughts to be challenged a little bit. Yeah. You know, I do want to think critically I want to be challenged in some ways because yes while I might hold this belief I know that somebody else might feel different like their experience might be different and I that's what I love about individual differences Mm -hmm. we may read the same scripture but our intake is different and you know we can kind of see that in a lot of ways in the world you know when it also comes to like religion I mean Mm -hmm. we're not going to get into that but that's like (laughs) one thing you know, where you can see everyone's interpretation is different. Everyone's perspective is different. Yeah. And that's one way where it can be taken way out of context. But it's also just goes to show that everyone's experience is kind of giving some sort of bias into their life view. And that's um, what I was kind of telling you about, like the like the quote with the Buddha. And he's saying, like, we are what we think. All that we are arises with our thought. With our thoughts, we create the world. And with this podcast, I kind of want to bring in a lot of like healing language. Mm -hmm. And so that language is one way that we learn, right? It's how we kind of categorize things like semantically in our brain too. Mm -hmm. And our brain wants to be the most efficient at anything. Mm -hmm. And so I want to expose our listeners to healing language so that they can incorporate it into their daily life. So that's the kind of life that they're creating. As well as with that, I also want to kind of dissolve this dichotomy between like traumatized and healing right you can still be traumatized and still be healing yeah right I think people have to understand that a healing journey is lifelong yeah that's forever it is forever like there's gonna be times where you know old shit creeps up Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to find a way to navigate through that Mm -hmm. right that's the thing about healing I don't think you ever there's a lot of things you never really lay to rest Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always stay there like it will creep up within the months of you like just letting it go or Mm -hmm. like you know working on it or years and Mm -hmm. figuring out how like you said navigating through that and being able to work with it Mm -hmm. that's what we're here for that's what we're here to help you with totally and like probably everyone's like sitting here okay like how do you let go how do you let go and it's gonna sound so simple to say it but it's just like understanding where your control is mm-hmm. and where it is not. Yeah. And we'll get into that like later in podcasts and stuff like that too. It's just kind of like a way for us to introduce like what we're wanting to do with this, mm-hmm. um, but giving a little taste of what we might kind of do. But for the most part, letting go is just knowing that you don't have control over other people. You don't have control over the world. All you have control for is yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary to look inside. And that's, I think, a big piece of the vulnerability component for us is that we both had to look inside ourselves mm-hmm. and realize we needed to make a change for ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, making this change, we both feel so empowered now. Yeah. We feel very like, you know, yes, in the sense that we don't we don't know everything and we're not going to sit here and think that we know it all either. Mm-hmm. But it's saying that we had a really hard time. And if we stayed having a really hard time, life would really, really suck. And it did suck. It did suck, (laughs) right? It's just, there are a lot of things that you cannot control for in life, but you can control how you react to it. See, that was a hard lesson for me. Same. That was a big one. And 
I sometimes still struggle with it. I struggle with like just sometimes somebody will say something and I don't like it. Like it'll just irritate mm-hmm. me, whether it's, you know, my family or like a friend. And I have to like remember and remind myself, okay, like I I need to control how I feel about this because mm-hmm. I can't do anything to change how this person is. Totally. I can't change this person's point of view or their their beliefs. That's not my job, mm-hmm. but also like that's who they are and I just have to accept that. And it's really up to me like how I react to it and that's it's been hard to do, but man, <laughs> it was such a struggle. No, and I think that's that's so authentic. And I yeah. love that because you're saying I know where I have strengthened yeah. and I know where I'm also lacking mm-hmm. in. And that's not saying that it will always be this way, but there are going to be times where it happens. Yeah. Right. It's just, yeah, it's understanding that we cannot control for everything mm-hmm. as much as we want to. And like, you know, inherently feel comfortable, you know, and that's a, a lot of where like anxiety kind of comes yeah. from and stuff like that. But even just starting the healing journey, it was really hard. It was not something that I wanted to do because when you are going on that journey, there's a lot of things that you have to face. There's a lot of things that you suppress for so many years that are going to come out and you, you have to challenge yourself and you have to look at yourself in like a different light almost sometimes with Mm -hmm. certain things. And sometimes it hurts your ego too, because you're like, I'm not like, you know, you get into like an argument with somebody and you think you're right. Mm-hmm. and the old me would be like no I'm right and I'm just gonna keep arguing with this person because you know I don't want to hurt my ego yeah well it's like that it's kind of like protecting your identity too right like when you go through that healing journey a lot of what you identify with does get shattered yeah it does kind of shake your beliefs a lot like well I thought it was this kind of person I thought it was that kind of person right am I no longer this kind of person and with change does come you know, like letting go of some things or releasing some things or there's a lot that you give up Yeah, when you're going in a healing journey and you don't necessarily know what you're signing up for. But when you have the compassion for yourself of I'm going to get through this and that's really hard to say to yourself when you're in the thick of everything and it's really, 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 really hard and dark and dark. Right. And it's just, that's why I think we wanted to have this podcast because when people are going through that healing journey, it can feel really, really lonely. Yeah. It can feel really, really hard and really, really devastating. And not everybody has that support either, exactly. but also not everybody wants that support because sometimes you just want to, you don't want to tell people, like you don't want to be vulnerable with people mm-hmm. and, you know, tell them like, this is what I've been through. Yeah. Because there's a chance of rejection. Yeah. There's a chance of people like belittling mm-hmm. what you kind of went through. Right. And the truth is, everybody's got a little piece of trauma. And I think that's another thing that we wanted to kind of bring in is, again, like breaking the silence around that. Like there is not an actual, I think, single definition, but there are a few things that encompass um, trauma. So things like, um, shoot, I had it on my work computer, is like like systemic oppression. Mm -hmm. That's a piece of trauma, right? adverse childhood experiences that's a piece of trauma you know whether you were in the military and you had to see violence in that way or you saw violence in your home you had knew somebody who was um abusive with substances somebody who had a mental health disorder in your family bullying 
huh bullying yeah bullying exactly those all those aversive experiences that you know encompasses trauma and for someone to sit there and say to you oh well i had something worse happen to me is really awful to hear right yeah and it's it belittles what you went through and it makes it hard for some people to open up to that and the thing with that is i don't think that you can also like you can't really measure somebody's hurt somebody's pain you know like you can you put five people in a room they've been through the exact same situation but they've all overcome or dealt with it or like just they all have different emotions right Mm -hmm. like some person might be okay with it and easily they've moved on the other Mm -hmm. person might still be like freaking really struggling yeah and it goes to show for like individual differences right like perspective yeah i just think it's so important to have compassion for other people in that Mm -hmm. sense of like you literally have no idea what somebody else is going through and when you kind of you know going through this journey and you see all the hard work that you kind of put in and you know you kind of unravel okay maybe that's why i do that thing that's you know why that kind of happened and you see you know people have hurt you along the way and then you kind of start to learn oh no that actually wasn't even about me that's them trying to cope with whatever they've got going on right that's when you start learning humility that's when you start learning compassion that's when you start learning grace you also don't need to understand somebody or what they've been through to have compassion Mm -hmm. I think everybody should just have compassion there's nothing holding us back from not being compassionate yeah and that comes back to support Mm -hmm. you know having a support system whether it's a friend your neighbor family your teacher totally your dog it could be anybody it could be anything exactly and I can understand that it's hard to you know pour your cup out when your cup isn't even full yeah so I think that's a piece to our podcast as well is like how do we work on self-care and then how do we you know fully fill our glass Mm -hmm. and then how do we you know distribute our glass yeah should we talk about why we're qualified to do this yeah um i can start first so i guess it's time to introduce ourselves (laughs) 26 (laughs) minutes later So my name is Simi and I am currently in my master's program of counseling psychology. I have one more semester left and then I'm in my practicum. Heck yeah. My goal with this is to work with the youth. Um, I think specifically I want to work with Punjabi youth for sure. Um, I want to give back to my own community and I think our community needs a lot of help right now. And so that's what something that I'm just aiming to work on. Um, and I think eventually I also want to start working with addiction. Yeah. Yeah. I've been through, you know, I've seen a lot of addiction in my lifetime. And it's shitty to be, you know, it's shitty to experience that. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the reasons why I honestly got into counseling was to help the population that is struggling with addiction Mm -hmm. and because i i love helping people yeah that's honestly my purpose in life i believe is just to help people i've always been like a a helper Mm -hmm. somebody to lean on so yeah that's my background love that um i'm ozarine hello ozarine (laughs) you're the only person i know with that name yeah that's so unique unique it's so cute um originally you too right uh originally i think it was zareen 
and then my mom put an a in front of it yeah because um my eldest mama had an a in his name mm-hmm. and she really looked up to him yeah so both um me and anisha have a's in our oh, name cute. so yeah so i'm Azarine. and so i wanted to like actually emphasize that pronoun- pronunciation because a lot of the time people say like like Azarine. i say that. like Azarine, <laughs> or they say like um Guilty. like Azarine. like yeah. they don't like pronounce the a yeah. so the actual pronunciation of my name is Azarine. Azarine. yeah say it with me everybody <laughs> Azarine. and so because i feel like i had to say that too because my dad like i got my necklace that said yeah. my name with Punjabi, and my yeah. dad was like you spelled your name wrong i'm like no i fucking did it <laughs> he's like it's Azarine. i'm like are you kidding me you don't know how my name is spelt <laughs> i was like what and dude, every so often like my boy like messages me and she mangles the spelling of my name i'm like bruh you have known me since your my own birth. family. It'd be your, <laughs> It'd own, be your own man. <laughs> so anyways, so I, Azarine, am a child and youth counselor. And I work specifically with with children and youth who have um, experienced violence or abuse in their homes. And my job is basically to empower them to live their best life. So with that, like we, you know, we kind of teach them like coping skills, um, break the silence around abuse and, you know, kind of help them to work through what's kind of going on for them and validate them, help them to feel safe, valued and respected, just kind of being there for them Mm -hmm. and just letting them know that, you know, even though this thing happened, it's not going to label you for the rest of your life and to help them. And that's what they need to hear. Exactly. And to help them be more resilient, right? Because like we said, like negative emotions happen, difficult situations arise but we don't want it to debilitate us, right? Like we want to be able to feel ready for the challenge when it comes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really what the whole empowerment piece is. I studied with Simi at SFU. Shout out SFU. Bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we both have our degree. Did you already say that? You have your degree in psychology? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I have, um, so I majored in psychology and I minored in counseling and human development. Um I switched, I switched from crim to psych in my second year, I think, two and a half years in. I uh, Crim was boring for me, to be honest. Sorry, crim majors, but <laughs> I found more interest in psychology. I realized that I was more curious into, like, people's behavior, not really them doing the behavior, but, like, what led them to it. Um, so that's why I pursued psychology, and then in my... At the end of my third year, that's when I finally decided that I was going to go into counseling. So then I decided to just get a minor because I only had like a few classes to take. So, yeah, that's my SFU journey. Mm. Um, I started I just started with a uh, Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. And then I did kind of teeter towards like forensic psychology because I was a huge Criminal Minds fan. <laughs> but then I kind of lost interest in that. And then I kind of desired the psychiatric route through my own like experiences and kind of watching my family I realized that that isn't really the path that I want to take I realized that that just wasn't the path that I wanted to go down because I've seen a lot of addiction and I didn't want to be a part of fueling that Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of help heal in an endogenous kind of way yeah but I didn't really realize that till later, mm-hmm. the endogenous kind of part. I just knew that I didn't want to be like facilitating addiction. Yeah. Um, 
And then I, yeah, I kind of teetered back into like basically like behavioral neuroscience kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so my distinctions are in human development, uh, psychopathology and neuroscience. Mm -hmm. And I think neuroscience is really what really anchored me in it Mm -hmm. is because seeing that seeing behavior on like a microscopic level. Remember that podcast I sent you um, with Deepak Chopra and they're just talking about like existence and experience and you, you can't actually correlate. You can't actually say that this neural pathway creates this experience. Mm -hmm. You can only say that they're neural correlates. Yeah. And still in that sense, those neural correlates were so interesting to me, like how vision works, how, um, learning um and memory kind of works and that's kind of re- really anchored me and then kind of just seeing my own family yeah what their behaviors were like why were they the way they were yeah. and you know I kind of saw my mom battle through her own journey and I just thought this is such an amazing person mm-hmm. and she didn't value herself enough mm-hmm. you know and I never want that for anybody else mm-hmm. and that's that's I think what really anchored me is that I never want this to happen to another person yeah yeah I never want anyone to feel like they don't have value because of what they've gone through yeah right that's I think that's what hurt me the most Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what fuels me in this podcast and what I do for work it's like I just want people to feel empowered no matter what they kind of go through because life is fucking hard amen right like I myself like you know my own personal journey and like kind of getting to here too is like life has been so I don't want to say cruel because it's been cruel in so many worse ways to other people but it's just I didn't get to choose what happened to me yeah but I had to figure out a way to get through it Mm -hmm. and because those things happened to me doesn't mean that I'm hold any less value doesn't mean that I am my trauma but it means that you know, I'm really strong and I got to the other side and that's just what I want for anybody who's going through a hard time. And that's why I think I got into counseling is that I just, I want people to feel safe. I want people to feel loved and I want people to have hope. Yep. That's kind of, that's just always what I want. light at the end of the tunnel. Right. But if you choose to see it. Yeah. And that's, that's and I the did choice. it for a long time. Yeah. We didn't, you know. Yeah, and totally. it, I understand you are in a, such a shitty place. You're like, what light? Like, where's the light? Like, yeah, how soon really can hard. it come? It's really hard, but patience, yeah, and time, work through it. Totally, and there, there is a light. Exactly. Um, how did we meet, Azarine? <laughs> Azarine. Oh my God! See, I'm so used to seeing Azarine. <laughs> I love that you were cognizant. That <laughs> makes me happy. I feel valued. Yay. <laughs> um, how did we meet? Okay, so many, many moons ago, when I worked for a boutique, um, Simi was modeling for that boutique. And I had never met Simi before, but I had just heard that she was friends with my friend. So I was like super excited. I was like, oh my God, a mutual friend. Let's be friends. Because I am just wild (laughs) so I went up to her and I was like hey are you so-and-so's friend and she looks at me like who the fuck are you and I was like "Ooh, okay well yeah I was just like I looked up and I was like yeah like this is Simi like who the hell are you (laughs) and then we just did not like each other after that that was a really sour encounter and then 
And then we were both in PSA, Punjabi Students Association. It's a club at SFU. And we both got put into like this project Mm -hmm. that we had to work on together. And at first I was like, fuck, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) I don't like her. (laughs) It wasn't even that long, honestly. I think it was like a few weeks. Literally. I was like, oh, okay, she's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just literally have not stopped talking since yeah we've been it's been what six years oh my fucking god six yeah years? it's been a long time six years oh my god yeah 2015 yeah holy moly yeah here we are now wow Ooh. i love that for us me too <laughs> we literally hated each other <laughs> literally but you know what the funniest part was hating each other lasted like two fucking weeks yeah <laughs> away our entire friendship on her you're like you'll remember when we hated each other <laughs> yeah that's just a story for the books that we tell everybody <laughs> but it's so funny because i feel like you and i have actually been there for each other in the most like profound way sometimes mm-hmm. without it even being like intentional without realizing that that's what we would be doing yeah and i think i love that that's like such a wholesome baseline for us mm-hmm. That, like, no matter what happens, I know that you'll hold space for me. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I got you. And I honestly, there's nobody else I would rather do this with. Yeah. I feel like I love that we both have, like, that psychology background. Yeah. We both have adversity, hashtag trauma. We always come, end up coming together when we're working on a project. Like, we always get thrown into Literally. it. Literally. And let's just And we say, kill it. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> we fucking kill it every time. Every you know, when time. we have our time management together. Yeah. <laughs> unstoppable oh man hell yeah how are you feeling Ooh. earlier like when we first started this i was pretty nervous Mm -hmm. because we haven't done this in a while yeah if you guys don't know i don't know if you're gonna leave this in or cut it out but we've recorded this episode (laughs) so many times this is like our fifth intro episode yeah every time we leave we're like no we didn't like that no we didn't like that and i think the thing that i love the most about today is the flow of the conversation yeah this morning i was like yo fuck the intro episode (laughs) like let's just get into it so for you guys to kind of get to know us maybe a little bit better in a kind of creative way we have these um fun little questions um that you guys can hear our perspective on and this is just going to be a way for you guys to kind of get to know who we are a little bit more besides our like intentions with the podcast and why we kind of started. So it just kind of gives you an insight to our personalities, I guess. Hanji. <laughs> First um, question. Tell about your favorite magazine and why you like it. The last time I read a magazine was in high school. Straight up. I was going to say J14. Yeah. <laughs> The ones with the free posters and then I would just Hell stick them on my yeah. wall. Dude, before you go, I'm going to show you all the posters that I kept. I threw my shit away. I kept in because it's this tiny little duotang because you know how they folded them in the magazine. Yeah. I got JB, like oh, yeah. OG Jonas Brothers, okay? Oh, when I say yeah. JB, I'm not saying fucking Justin Bieber, Jesse okay? McCartney. Jesse McCartney's <laughs> in there. Yeah. Um, Miley Cyrus, for sure. Who else is up in there? Oh, Taylor Lautner, for oh, sure. Of course. <laughs> um god there's so many in there um my favorite part of that magazine was like you know the section where it was like embarrassing stories oh my gosh yes from like celebrities right not even celebrities 
or just like random like readers. Yeah, it was like anonymous. Ooh. Rem- I don't know. If yes, 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 right? yes. And it was I like, oh, I'm... like I got my period at school or whatever. Like it was just a bunch of embarrassing. Oh stories, my god! But yeah, it was like anonymous. That was my favorite Twitter before part. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> the OG. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh god, I gotta go back through those. <laughs> Talk about a happy school experience. Graduating. <laughs> Mm. um happy school experience everything is such a blur to me now anyway yeah but the thing is i i have like i would say there are a lot but um there's also a lot that i can't yeah (laughs) um i don't know i think maybe just like finding something that i was finally like really passionate about yeah okay question number three talk about a time when you were locked out of the house oh god (laughs) <laughs> I'd rather not. Yeah, I'm saying I was just gonna say. <laughs> Next question. How do you think your mother would describe you? Ooh. Mm, first and foremost, I know that she would say beautiful, and then second, she would say funny, um, and then she would say probably that I'm really understanding. And like compassionate, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a note that she wrote somewhere out there. I think she like described me in like some words Aww. or us. But and then the fact that I always try to make people laugh. Yeah. Well, I think for her, I always mostly tried to make her laugh. Yeah. It was just fun to see her smile and giggle. Aww, cute. Yeah. My what about you? My mom's a savage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! Don't get me wrong though. My mom used to roast the. <laughs> walk out of me in front of my friends i would be like this is why i can't bring my friends home yeah she like my mom would probably say that i'm mature kind respectful mm-hmm. oh, yeah, um, she always there. tells me that i'm really good at like describing a story or something that happened and like imitating people oh yeah she always laughs at it and she tells Actor. me i'm so good my mama is really good at it too so oh, i think nice. we got some connection there yeah i love yeah. those jeans <laughs> oh that's awesome oh Question number five. Five? Yeah. Describe the kind of house you would most like to own. Ooh. Lately, I've really been realizing I want there to be a pool in my yeah, dream house. Yeah, big time. And I know we live in the lower mainland, but I don't give a shit. Like, my, my nail lady, <laughs> she told me about her pool, and I asked her, I was like, yo, in the two months, like, is it really worth it? She's like, yeah. She's like, I just come home, have a sangria, and float. And she just floats. And I'm like, yeah. bruh, that sounds, like, <laughs> that sounds like bliss. It was then right there. Right? It was then and there. I was like, I'm sold. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like functional things I would put in my house too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a whole episode in itself that I yeah. can get into my dream house. But I think that I definitely want a pool. Mm-hmm. Me too. Sure. After the summer especially, I'm like, oh, I need a pool. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah share a scary dream i've had a few i have scary dreams all the time like demon possessed oh same dude i've had like really vivid nightmares and i'm just and i wake up like sweating one time i actually woke up like like i was like screaming but like not screaming like i was screaming in my dream and i woke up i was like and i was like what the (laughs) fuck was that i like really like woke up like what the fuck experience was that yeah i wake up a lot in the middle of the night and then Mm -hmm. i'm like way too spooked out to go back to bed yeah so um but for the sake of sanity i don't think we need to share them (laughs) 
I don't even remember them. I don't remember a lot of my dreams. Complete the sentence. I wish all people would. Be more compassionate. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Tell about a time you felt productive. This morning. So before I worked, I went to the gym and like got my grocery shopping done and stuff like that. Um, it doesn't seem like a lot, but at the time, it felt very powering. Talk about the last time you lost your temper. I think I try so hard to keep my um, like emotions like regulated, and the really the only time that I am like now I can say this like before is a different story, but I think in the last few months, mm-hmm. I really try to be cognizant of what my emotions are like, and I. I, I try not to project that onto other people yeah but I find that it is like I being self-aware about it completely escapes me when I'm on my period like that time is so it's only I see it in retrospect and I'm like yo what the hell just happened because that is so out of character and I kind of realize and I'm like oh and it's literally three days before my period is supposed to start mm-hmm. like clockwork yeah. I look at my um like my calendar and I'm like oh okay makes sense right but then it's just so weird how like in the moment there's like no uh like n- self-awareness in the sense like that just kind of goes out the window like there's like zero self-awareness mm-hmm. that is that for me is just like wild because then I only see in retrospect and I'm like I really wish I would have avoided this outburst what about you um when I'm overwhelmed I can lose my temper really fast Mm -hmm. I'm trying really hard to manage my emotions when I'm overwhelmed yeah but stressful situations I I start to panic fair enough I feel like that's a pretty normal response yeah it takes I think a lot of patience and a lot of practice Mm -hmm. to sit there and be uncomfortable and be overwhelmed and still kind of keep your cool. Yeah. And it's not every day that you have like an overwhelming or stressful situation. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's pretty hard to like practice it. Yeah, um, exactly. But when one situation does arrive, if I lose my temper, then immediately I'll reflect back and then I'll yeah. be like, shit. Like, why did I react like that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I reflect, I become aware, I acknowledge it, and I just try to learn from it and continue. Yeah, exactly. Because th- th- what you said there, like, really hit a piece because it's like you can really only practice when things happen and if things aren't happening as like you know obviously you don't want to be having these averse experiences every day but you can only practice when averse experiences happen and exactly that like you said like just taking the time to reflect right like what could you have done differently yeah and trying not to do it again because sometimes honestly all you can do is try and trying is enough yeah agreed trying is really powerful agreed and also like realizing that like like you're doing it for a purpose yeah right and just kind of hold on to that purpose um complete the sentence i am the kind of person who i am the kind of person who really always wants to see the best in other people like no matter how badly they've hurt me no matter where we are at odds like I always want to see the best in this person and I feel like I really enjoy that about myself but at the same time it's also what's hurt me the most 
And I think it also kind of puts expectations on people unbeknowingly, whatever the fuck that word is, like without even realizing that I'm putting these expectations on people. So I think I'm learning more about myself in that, like the ability to let go. And I feel like now I'm the kind of person who can be like, que sera, sera. like what will be, will be. But at the same time, I think that I'm the kind of person that can always hold space for another person. And I like being that person. Mine's kind of similar too. I would say also that I, I really understand or try to understand like where the person's coming from. Mm-hmm. And what happens with that is I, I tend to give too many chances mm. because I'm like, well, this person went through that or this person was going through that. And that kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, impaired, whatever. But so I'm going to give them like this chance and that chance. And then I just keep giving them chances, even though it's like hurting me or just like yeah. fucking me over. But I think that both of us really like we just want to love. And we're such big, like, empathizers. Yeah, totally. But, see, I think a piece of that also does come with, like, from being codependent. Yeah. From, like, having to, like, live with people who had addiction, right? Like, it's kind of that you are catering to other people's needs kind of before you're catering to your own But you know what? Codependency also comes just from our family culture, Mm -hmm. which is collectivist, right? Yeah. Like I, I was never independent until I was in like my mid twenties, kind of 23, yeah. 24, mm-hmm. you know, you always had to put your parents needs or somebody in your family's needs before yours. And that creates that codependency. And mm-hmm. then, you know, one day I woke up and my mom's like, you have to make your own dentist appointments. And I was like, <laughs> damn, you know, <laughs> for so long, like she was doing it for me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just have to, you get hit in the face and you just, you have to grow up and be independent. Yeah. But I'm still, there's a lot of codependency that I'm definitely holding on to still. Which of your senses do you value the most? Ooh. Touch, feel. Mm. Oh, that's the same thing. Touch. Smell. Smell, taste. Sound. Sound. Taste. A sight. Huh? Sight. Oh, sight. See, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well... Like it's complicated. I like being like very musical. I love sound. I love experiencing music. I love sitting there and hearing every instrument in the piece. But there's something so profound about touch. Mm. And I don't know. And also experiencing that with someone that you love or have attraction to. Like that's a different type of human experience I feel. That goes beyond the sensation of sensory mm-hmm. information. What about you? I would s- sight. Sight? Yeah. 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 I like colors. Yeah. I just like to look at everything <laughs> and appreciate the beauty that is around me. I like that. <laughs> Tell about an in- understanding person in your life. I think of a lot of people in my life that are very understanding and can meet me where I'm I'm needing to be met and whether that's like you know consoling me or validating me or 
empathizing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm very fortunate in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think all my friends also, everyone is unique in their own way for me, mm-hmm. where they each are able to, you know, you not even like intent intentionally just like unintentionally Mm -hmm. they're able to just give me something that Mm -hmm. i i need at the time yeah i think us being us i think those are the types of people we attract yeah yeah all right should we do one last one yeah talk about a childhood experience with swimming yes no i almost drowned once oh that's lovely my first time no way (laughs) in a pool yeah we went to the leisure center and my mom was trying to set me up for some like swimming lessons mm. and the girl throws me into the pool and she's like, tell me what you know, or like, show me what you know. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. Show me what you know or whatever. Right. And I was like, like, oh, this is why I'm here. <laughs> I was like, this is why I'm here to learn. Like, what do you think I know? Like, I know nothing. And she's like, go underwater and blow bubbles or something. I go underwater and I literally, <laughs> kid you not, I drown. <gasps> For a good like fifteen seconds. Oh my god! It was scary, and then I was able to get myself back up. And uh-huh. I was like, I just was like pretending like nothing just happened wow. to me because I don't think she realized either, because she didn't say anything nor did she jump in. Oh, so she didn't even help you? <laughs> no. You just got yourself back up? Yeah. What kind of instructor, <laughs> bro. What? Yeah, I don't think she realized that I was drowning, oh, okay, and when I got flag. back up, I was like. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> I just almost died. Just had a near-death experience. No biggie. No this big is not going to affect me for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. And then I then I got into swimming lessons and now I can swim. Okay. So I was going to say, so did you go back? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, Papa, what, what even was the question? Oh, childhood experience of swimming. Yeah. I went through uh, swimming lessons as well. Um, yeah. Could, could have been a lifeguard, but I wasn't. Here we are. <laughs> I think this has been very successful. I'm really pleased. Yeah. Um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our very first episode of Perspective with Simeon Azarine. (laughs) You got it. You got it. Um, Yeah. And thank you guys for being patient with us. Um, There's going to be a lot of patience that we're teaching you unintentionally. Um, And ourselves. (laughs) Exactly. Myself. Um, But yeah, thank you for being with us on this journey um should we close out with some hints of gratitude yeah already today i am grateful for food mm-hmm. yeah i've been i don't know what's wrong with me all right let's just talk about this for a second but <laughs> i be eating yeah. to the point where i'm full yeah. and two hours later i'm like starving mm-hmm. again like starving like i haven't ate all day like i'm so hungry I just said show lipo today, okay? Oh, yeah. I will probably text you in an hour and be like, I'm freaking hungry. Like, <laughs> I so love that. I'm grateful for food today. Hell yeah. Um, I am grateful for the way I showed up for myself today. Aww. Um, yeah. I was really tired, but I knew it was important for me to go to the gym because I've been feeling just like some type of way in my body. Mm-hmm. And I just like the gym is, you know, a one way for me to feel like really strong, but it's super important for just like a healthy lifestyle to move and just keep moving. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just grateful for the way I showed up for myself today. 
Awesome. That's cute. Yeah. Proud of you. Mm, thank you. And I'm grateful for you, Simi. I am grateful that we had the courage to start this project and persevere. Yes. Even when there is so many, like there's so much resistance, but I am grateful to be sitting here with you and to have this entire experience, you know, be vulnerable with you, be authentic with you and create with you. Me too. Love you. I love you. Alrighty guys. (laughs) Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Bye.